Welcome to The Dep. I am your host, Carl Thomas. Today, we introduce two individuals rocking things up in the NDG community with innovative project ideas and contagious positive energy. No, and I really mean it. Contagious positive energy. Silvat Sabagian, an intercultural mediator for Bienvenue NDG. Rakim Duram, assistant coordinator for the St. Raymond Center. This episode discusses why they chose community work their intervention approach, and how social media affects today's youth. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You could find the links to the Bienvenue NDG website and the links to the St. Raymond Community website in our details. Yeah, so uh, let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this ball rolling. Start the pod. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Careful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. Let's, let's start. Just checking the mic, awesome. volume, gain, everything is good. Ready to go. <laughs> Nice, nice, Mike nice. check, one, two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, both of you guys, um, thank you and welcome to the Dev Podcast. Uh, we are super, super grateful that uh, you are giving us your time. So to no further ado, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, go ahead, Rakim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm Sivat, and. Um, it's always a, a hard question to introduce myself. Well, um, I work at Bienvenue NDG for uh, almost two years now, a year and a half. Started as an intern, now as an intercultural mediator in charge of um, different projects, specifically for the teens and youth of our community here, uh, just trying to find different things to help them, anything that uh, is there that we can do, and partnering with uh, the organizations of the community as well. Other than that, um, it's been a year I graduated from university. <laughs> Can't believe that happened, but proud of it. Nice. But uh, yeah. Hey, everybody, what's up? Uh, my name is Rakeem. I work for Committigenous NDG. That's the organization where I work at the St. Raymond's Community Center. I'm a program administrator. I've been working a lot with the, with the youth sector for this past couple of months um, with Savard and partnering with Gavion NDG. A bit of my background, I uh, graduated from Vanier College in special care counseling, counseling, currently a student at McGill University in social work. I also work with the EMSB at Royal Vale, so school that's in NDG, so really close and tied to the NDG community. A lot of great things are happening, and thank you so much for having us on, on the Dev podcast today. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> now we got the background work of both individuals. So... I start by asking you guys the question um, I'm sure that you get a lot or, or had to answer to throughout your parkour. Why youth? I could start. That's a, go ahead. <laughs> Why youth? I love this age because I feel like it's a very important uh, time in life. I feel like it's a time that sets foundations, very, a very important season of life, I believe, where um, it's an impressionable time. And I just feel like a lot of times teens need more support to just to be able to get that boost and to get them where they want to be, set them up for the years ahead that are coming. So 
yeah, that would, that's what kind of gets me going uh, when I think about that. Uh, those years are important years that we have to invest in. I can agree with you 100%. Um, me, the reason, let's say, why I choose youth, I think because I'm in, my, I'm, I'm in my 20s, I feel like that helps to make me and my team effective youth workers because not too long ago, we were teenagers who so were able to relate to the teens, we're able to understand the struggles they go through. It's still pretty recent. There's not too much of a gap. And I see the difference. And working in schools or working in the community, every time I work with youth, I see the connections with me and the youth just because I'm a young adult. And you could see that connection. And I'm a millennial and they might be Generation Z. So one generation, there's a one generation gap. It's not like I'm a baby boomer or even um like a back backtrack uh, generation. So it's pretty close, and I feel that it helps for us to be connected. And a lot of stuff that they like was stuff that I like at some point in my life, and probably like some stuff I still like today. So I feel like conversations are able to be on the same page as them. My generation, millennials, we are tech savvy, so we know all the social media platforms and stuff that these teens use. So. We understand to speak their language, so I feel that aspect is really cool because I get to see technology transform in front of me and see how the youth are using it compared to how I was using it a few years ago. And just those discussions, I feel those are golden discussions. Not with any clientele you could have discussions with that. And also, I feel youth, they have a sense of hope. They just want to change the world. They want to make a difference. So much energy. Um, so much passion and then that's something I believe like we lose the passion as we get older so I love when you're young some people might say you're naive with your passion but it's great like that's what it takes to actually make a difference it's funny that you mentioned that you lose the passion uh, as you get older um, I concur to that um, me in my 20s versus me in my early 30s now the, the passion level is different you know coming in 20 um, so many, so many projects, so, so many ways that I wanted to change the world, change my community. In my 30s, the passion is lower, um, slightly more structured and, and put on certain specific things. So I, I emphasize on, on certain things versus the whole amount because uh, the, probably due to the lack of energy and like you said, passion. Both of you guys mentioned the aspect of being in your early 20s. How do you think, yes, it makes you relate to youth, but do you think also um, it could be a challenge being as young and working with, let's say, someone that's 18, 17, knowing that they're not, you know, they're not that far away from you guys? Like, how do you address that subject in an everyday uh in our everyday life, like in your everyday work work life. You mind if I go first, Sarah? Oh, go ahead. Eh? Just just talk. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I say the way that you deal with that, I think it's really the way you conduct yourself. And I think learn from school, learn from personal experience. I've seen younger people in positions of authority and influence, but their behavior and their mannerism and the way that they acted, you wouldn't think that they were that age. So I feel really like set in the ground. And teens, they they really see you for what you are and what you portray. And they look to see if you follow through on what you say. So I believe like being a person in your young 20s, if you're working with youth, you need to have that self-discipline to put that boundaries because there is that temptation to become their friends. But when you become their mm -hmm. friends, you begin to talk about certain things that like scratches off the professionalism. You're going into iffy boundaries and a lot of things that come out and a lot of bad things that come out of that. And we see that all the time. We hear of different stories of different youth workers and stuff like that. But I feel to be an effective one is to be like a role model to them. Like, yes, we can relate to you, but 
view me as like the big brother or the big sister or like just the older person with more experience but that's relatable so that's how i try to portray myself to the youth not fully as like i've been here before you should listen to me as no i've had similar experiences to you this worked for me it may work for you and i feel also is the way that you present yourself and it's not what you say it's how you say it and i feel for so much times teens have been having stuff said to them in like tough ways like not the easiest deliveries. And I feel for teens, the delivery is really important. So you, you could relay a message that might be challenging for a teen, but if you say it the right way, they'll be more receptive to receive that. And me personally, what has helped me, like you said, it could be a challenge if you're young working with a younger clientele. What has helped me really is keeping that professionalism. And it might, it might call for me for sometimes to not even engage in a certain joke or just probably to tell a teen like, hey, you know what? I don't think we should be talking about that or that's not appropriate. They're going to be like, okay, like he cares about me. He understands me, but he still has a standard and he still knows what he's about. And I think teens are looking for something that's real and authentic because if I try, if I try and I act to be like them all the time, I try to relate to them. A lot of the time teens are going to think, okay, he's trying too hard or she's trying too hard. This person is trying to relate too much. But if you're real and authentic, I feel like it's going to be fine. Oh yeah. I I agree completely with that. And, uh, I feel like being close to age is kind of like a pro too. It kind of gets you in that first uh, little step that, okay, like you're relatable, building trust and all that. But then, like you said, Rakeem, that's where you have to like kind of step in with the boundaries. Sometimes, uh, you know, like part of working with youth too is like creating a comfortable environment. Again, like that kind of friendly environment. But then with the boundaries of, okay, nothing uh not everything flies not everything goes here like not at all the jokes not all the things and that way to keep it um and also like the older teens they uh they already feel grown they feel like they're you know they can do everything so kind of taking them as that as well like saying them yeah you know like letting them express themselves say everything they gotta say and then like you said too the way you kind of approach it and say try to communicate with them um while not being like directly telling them what to do but letting them express it themselves and uh, so saying yeah you know well i've had this experience or you see this and i don't know you kind of see in the communication where it's like a friendly conversation but with that different type of i guess professionalism as well so and you learn through experience as well you see how different teens uh take in different things some might like take the joke as in oh my goodness this person is my friend i can do anything with them but then they might need a little extra more boundaries and stuff like that but it depends you you learn as you go everyone's different so uh but i would say that yeah for sure uh, learn uh what kind of boundaries need to be stepped into those places you guys speak of boundaries um and the ways you connect uh, with you what is your approach so each each and when i mean by approach each counselor each youth worker um some of them it's it's they're mandated by rules they're very strict and that works for them some of them it's it's linear um you know they're iffy about boundaries and they push the limits what is your i would say and i think first of all i have to say uh, it's a learning process i'm still learning so obviously Awesome. <laughs> but uh, from so far, I would say, um, first of all, I like to take every person, like team, differently as they're their own individual. So seeing that their context, that situation, you kind of get to see, uh, get to know them, their context, how they've been brought up. So knowing a little about that too helps about the approach of uh, the boundaries, what they said to know that mm. uh, helps obviously. I think it's important to have a balance of like the mandate 
of course we all have like the things and rules that we have to like go by but also seeing if the person in front of you needs to have a conversation with you a little bit more or needs this extra support or whatever it is then uh, I believe that there should be the space created for that um, and I, I make the time and then uh, it's a little evaluation in each moment to see okay is this teen what's my relationship with this teen first of all mm -hmm. have we had a good relationship uh, communication trust uh, to allow for this or is it still new is it going to be a little strange a lot of things to consider to know too regarding the situation but for sure for me uh, speaking about approach um mandate is important but also uh for me it's still very important to to meet the teen where they are in that need um, and it's important to make space for that too uh, of course every situation is different so it's hard to say but yeah taking context uh, all the different areas whether it's like the relationship with you and the team uh, and the need and what that is I like that. I like that. Adapting to, to each individual. That's that's an awesome and amazing answer. And I think I'll add on to that, like uh, what Sarvat said, like it's really adapting to each individual. I believe it's really case by case. Like mm -hmm. the mandate, of course, we need to follow the mandate and respect the mandate. But at the same time, it's not a one size fit all. I believe the mandate is principle and guidelines and an outline for us to use as youth workers, how to govern ourselves and conduct ourselves overall while interacting with youth. But there's not a certain rule of regulation for each youth will see it's really case by case and it's really for us to work on our relationship with that team that's why i believe it's important to have a therapeutic relationship with any individual you work with if you're in the helping field you need to have that connectedness with that team that's appropriate and one that's effective where the communication is strong where you're able to challenge and talk and to understand and argue and disagree I feel those are the type of relationships like that you need. And for that, I'll say it's really case by case because every single person on this planet is different. No people are identically the same all the way to the core. So it's hard to find like a model that one size fits all. Like here we have the secret formula. We have like the best techniques, the three steps, how to do it. Snap, you got it. I, like I believe like I'm thankful for those seminars and those workshops where you can learn and I get encouraged. I get motivated. But when we hit the reality, there's always teens. And plus, the world's evolving. There's different problems that teens are facing in 2021 than what they were facing like in the 90s or in the early 2000s. One, because technology didn't exist. Social media platforms didn't exist. So there's still a lot of stuff that is emerging as we speak. And I'm sure within the next five to 10 years, there's going to be new problems that are going to arise. That's why I feel like we need to be ready to adapt. And I feel like as a youth worker, or somebody working in the community with people, you need to have an adaptability and a versatility that you need to be willing to go with the waves of the water in whichever direction it goes. And that's what I like about this job is that you can never expect the same thing day to day. So this is not the rigid type of job where every day you go in, mm -hmm. you'll see the same thing. There's a new adventure, there's a new challenge, but it's good. And like you said, when you're young, also in your mid-20s, you're more adventurous. You, you, you want to go on those missions. You want to go on those adventures. You have those energies. Maybe you don't, you're not tied on to as much responsibilities that because you don't have a family, you don't have all these obligations to do. So I feel now's a good time to put that energy because I don't know. I hope that when I'm in my forties, I'll be able to be as effective as I am now. But I know when mm -hmm. I'm in my forties, there's going to be different obligations in my life. So I think I'm really a big believer of taking advantage of the moment. And if in the moment we have all the resources and strength, like let's give our best work to the community and to the youth.
summers. Lynn, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Summer rain, Mr. Summer rain in the winter. Okay, anyways, um, how do you push this podcast? Like, how do you, like, when you see your friends and all this other stuff? I usually just tell them. Okay, do mm-hmm. they know where to go? No, they don't. So, just... I'm thinking it might be a decent idea to grab the phone out of your friend's hand and to say, oh, you see, Spotify, there's a section here for podcasts. Okay? <laughs> I like that. Go in there. Ba-na-na-na-na. The depth, Carl <laughs> Thomas, Lynn Worrell, and then press subscribe for them. Yeah. And then tell them to tell other friends. And do the same thing. And if their friends don't have Spotify... Where else can they look for it? They could get it on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any platform that plays podcasts. Exactly, because we're out there like that. As you get older, it's, it's all about being more efficient and, and, and trying to do as much, but really, really focused on efficiency. That, that is, it's like, um, you know, right now uh, you have a Lakers background now. Um, one, of the, one of the best players let's say from uh-huh. Kareem to Kobe or whoever, it's, it's as they get older, they just shot selection. Instead of taking 25, exactly. they start taking 18, a little bit less and attacking in different ways. Um, just a parallel to, to, to NBA context. Since your background <laughs> is, so, is so, he has a, a Lakers background. It's the Lakers uh, floor. I know that you guys can't see us. Um, you know, I... I love, I think when I, bo- when I met both of you guys, the first thing that, that, that showcased was really the, the energy, the level of energy that you guys brought into, into a simple Zoom conversation. And I felt that you guys gave me energy also, you know, by, by just hearing you guys, hearing your projects and seeing the passion. Where does it come from? Where does that passion come from? First of all, thank you. Like, thank you. We brought the energy. You kind of got me hyped to bring more energy now. Nice, like, okay, we nice. Step it up. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Where does it come from, for real? Where does the passion come from? I think I can speak for myself, uh, obviously. You can speak for me too, don't worry. <laughs> no. We're a team, so. Um, through different experiences, I think, in life, uh, I can say one, two, uh, it like filled me up with so much energy and passion and it's things that I can look back at. And then it also at the same time helps me to look ahead. And whenever I need that, I just like recenter my vision on that or my eyes on that. I'm like, okay. And it keeps me going and it keeps me going. And it keeps the drive going. Um, I had done when I was super young, when I was a teenager, I had done a, a humanitarian trip to Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Oh wow! And that's what, yeah, like I can, talk about that for hours which i will not (laughs) but that's when i was like okay this is what i wanted to do even though i didn't know what this was i know i wanted people and it just got me yeah into the community work and 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 youth and just everything so since then it just really like ignited this fire that i was like i just want to be with people with youth do everything and and uh I don't know, through experiences, through meeting people also, it gives me the passion. Hearing people's stories, lives, like, isn't it? Like, it's so beautiful meeting people, hearing them. Everyone has such a beautiful story. And that gets me hyped up too. Like, okay, like, there's so many things happening, so many things around the world, around our city that we don't even know of. And, like, just to be able to be part of that step or that picture in in a small way, like, it's, I don't know, it just gets me fired up and, like, wants to keep doing more of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah like <laughs> so i'm really trying to keep it brief but uh yeah i think those are a few things that when you're working and you 
like this week I had so many of these little encounters with like and stories that just thinking about it, it's like man okay like this is why I'm doing this or you know it keeps me going that okay I want just yeah yeah I'll, I, when I when I lose my words is when I know I have to stop <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, a yeah. beautiful answer good job I was gonna say no I agree with Sarah like 100% and I'm so happy that like you know we have this partnership with both of our organizations because both of us are two individuals that are really passionate and that are big on vision and big on goals and like our past experiences I believe has helped to fuel the current passion that we have now and me speaking for myself being a kid from the Côte de Neige area being in the summer camps they come today being on different like basketball teams and different um, recreational events and programs and have different youth workers work with me throughout the years and to find myself in this position now i'm able to do a i'm able to look at it in retrospect like okay wow when i was young like there were similar people to what i'm doing now that was doing stuff for the community and making an impact and making a change and i feel like what's so interesting with community work you might not see the results in number but you're going to see the results in impact and quality so you're going to see if you change one person's life you changing that one person's life later on he could probably change 10 more lives and then and then the chain continues so i feel like when you do this just don't look at the numbers but reach one if one reaches one then he could reach some other ones and more and and so on and so forth so when i look at it that's what really has me passionate like okay i might not reach out to 10,000 young people in the community but i might reach out to one young person that's going to reach out to a lot of other young persons later on in their careers and their lives so i think that's what gives me like the passion to understand the importance of one and how one can make a difference especially with the pandemic with covid19 a lot of young people young adults adults older adults anybody if you're human you have experienced some degree of blues or some degree of depression or just some degree of not really feeling yourself because of this pandemic, the restrictions, like life is not as what we taught it is to be. Like a lot of things has changed and it's hard and it's difficult. And especially for you, because at that young age, you're used to what? Having your freedom, going different places, doing different things, but all that has stopped. So I feel that us bringing a platform online where we could interact with you. For example, in the Swift Zone, I have a basketball podcast, Three in the Key. Carl, you were on it last weekend. We got some teens that interact with that, that talk stuff about us with that. We go live on Instagram and talk about different things. Click NDG, what we're doing to help kids with their French and to do activities online. I feel all of these things are really good in this time of the pandemic to really help those kids. And that's where I get my passion is from those activities. Just knowing that what I'm going to do is going to make a change later because me, being that kid from Codinez and seeing the different outreach work that's done in Codinez and that is still done in Codinez to this day, now it's making an impact and difference on people. So I just want to continue that legacy. This conversation wouldn't be a conversation if we didn't speak about the aspect of technology itself. Um, we know technology is in our life for, for the people that have access, of course. We do understand that it doesn't mean that everyone has access um, the internet, everyone has access to a computer. How do you guys think technology shaped shaped our life in the way that we intervene with you? Um, if we look at when I was a teenager, technology was present, but not as present. There was no Instagram. There was barely a Facebook. Um, when I was 13, 14, I remember being outside and, 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 you know, going to the park. I think at 15, I got my first cell phone, which was like a brick, the Nokia bricks. 
<laughs> so so even texting, texting took time because you had to press on one number to be able to access other letters. So when the keypad phone came out, everything changed, like texting was faster. Also, you had to pay for text. So, so then you had to think about who sure. you're about to text to access the whole group. So we didn't, although, ex like I said, technology was in my life, but not in the way that it is fast paced and present and everywhere as today. So how do you guys see or saw the evolution or the way that you see technology affect today's youth? Well, just like you said, Carl, we're not using it the same way they are either, I feel like today. Like how many 14 year olds are listening to podcasts? I hope, I wish a lot of them, but I don't think that's their main, like, you know, thing that they're using technology with or how many, like, I don't think that already is a different. Um, so their content that they're seeing and the quantity of that content that they're seeing the whole time is is drastic it's been way different than i feel like ours is and depending on that i feel like at least right now i wouldn't speak on all all youth because it's different for all of them not all of them might be using it uh, intensely and all these things but i feel like for a lot, not using it in moderation. So in excess, and throughout the pandemic, we've seen that a lot too, like being online a lot, seeing all that a lot uh, can have negative effects, but also positive. So, I mean, there's two sides to everything. It's just right now, what I see more is that's directly how to communicate with them. It's texting, it's, it's through technology, through Instagram, that like you said, the lives, everything. So it's great, but I, I would say like also, um, Moderation is super important, but mm. definitely uh, it's not being used the same. It's being used more, way more. And the content, too, I feel like it's, it's, it's important to think that, like, content of how they're used. I agree 100% with you. And, Carl, this is a good topic and a good question. And I feel like a lot of times we wish to believe that social media or technology doesn't play an important role in today's world. But I think it's... Like, if I think about, like, the pyramid of Maslow's, you know, like, um, your basic needs and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I think technology has creeped himself in as a basic need. It is a basic need for you, I think, in 2021. Like, you need an online presence when you look for jobs and different stuff like that. It's pushing more towards you having an online presence. And perfect example, a lot of times, if, if you're a young person, or so if you're a teenager and you meet somebody else, when I was a teen, we would ask people for their phone numbers and stuff like that. I'm sure it's the same with both of you. Yeah, but now it's, yeah. what's your Snap? What's your Insta? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> we're, switching <to> the <laughs> we're switching to the social media. Like, I don't need your phone number. If I got your Snapchat, your Instagram, we could communicate and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I, and I feel, and this is the unfortunate side of social media. This is why me personally, I have some times where I'm on it. Sometimes I take breaks just to decompress and just to detach myself from it because I am on it a lot for work purposes. But I feel like it's so easy to have your identity be formed by your social media. Oh. And I think that's hitting a lot of young people right now because, you know, we feel the anxiety or the stress to keep up with the trends. Okay, I need to have more followers than people that I'm following. My post needs to have a certain amount of like and stuff like this. And I know it sounds redundant talking wait, about wait, it. Wait, wait, is that, is that a rule? Is that a, is that a real actual rule about the following and followers? So yeah, if you're no, following no. more people, it looks bad? That's what you're it telling me? It looks bad. It looks bad, yes. I need to so stop following say. people then. 
<laughs> so let's say let's say if you have 500 followers okay yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're following 1000 people it looks bad it looks like nobody wants to listen to you or see what you're doing so so oh this my gets God. into i'm telling you carl it's crazy so this gets into a lot of pettiness like okay this person's not following me back i'm gonna unfollow them and stuff like oh, that wow. that's the instagram wars <laughs> so it's rooted deep it's in my generation the millennials and i think it's even stronger in gen z because that's what they're living and breeding mm -hmm. and i feel and also another thing that social media what it's social media has done a lot of great things don't get me wrong like if COVID 19 was to happen 20 years ago we probably wouldn't be able to have online schools Ooh. because our technology wouldn't been at the capacity to receive it i agree and, and that's a fact so it does have its positive but it does come with its cons and and the reason why i say that is like back to my example let's say with instagram and stuff like that well let's speak really on that let's let's speak on the cons let's speak on the on the yeah negativity although i'm not trying to make it about that um this conversation but it, you know i'm sure it is some of the challenges if we speak you know what let's go into the topic of challenges and let's talk about technology there you go perfect awesome and like i like what sarah said she said in moderation like we need to use mm -hmm. it in moderation Keyword. but Keyword. a lot of times keywords it's hard to use it in moderation and then also what you find on social media a lot of people have personas under social media that's different than them true self so at the same time it's like we're cutting back on real communication in real relationships where we're just trying to present ourselves virtually as someone but in person we're not actually that person or what we present others to be that's where a lot of people struggle like i feel like with their identity and so i don't know if there's additional stuff you want to add on because me and her we do talk a lot about social media a lot mm -hmm. so this podcast is brought to you by prevention code neige ndg and the tab jeunesse ndg subscribe now to the Dev podcast on itunes spotify or soundcloud and please Give us a five-star rating. I love this conversation. And uh, since Carl, you said we can talk about the negative, the cons, I'm going to say something about that. Um, I think something that I can see a lot is the spirit of like comparison that social media like has blown up through it. And I, I see it, how it affects um, young people. You know, when you're a teen, already there's so many things as a teenager that you go through like identity crisis like all these different things you're trying to figure out who you are what you like you know trying to impress people maybe at school this that but like if you take social media away or even for us or i'm sure you like you would just care about okay people at school eh, people outside maybe but now it's like er like strangers millions of people on the internet they can see you and have an impression on you. And now you're, okay, what are they going to think of me and all this? Like, that, it's blown up to another level that you can't even imagine, you know? I don't know. I don't know. So it's already so that is insane that they're already worried about what is someone who I don't know, I'm never going to know, but if they see my profile, if they see this, I need to make a good impression or, you know, what they're going to think. And then the, the aspect of comparison, of comparing yourself just kind of creeps in as you use social media it's kind of what like indirectly these platforms set you up to do it's become you're posting pictures you're posting where you're eating what you're doing and then you're like oh i'm not doing this or i don't have this and that and i feel like uh that's that that's something huge that affects people not just young people honestly 
uh, yeah, anyone, yeah, anyone, uh, when you're just looking at that constantly uh, on every platform. And, and I think what's so funny too, like, I don't know if they're starting in schools, but I feel like at some point they should probably like on like how to use social media. Like, I think we need, we need to know how to use it. Like, for example, on some stories, you could tell like what a person is doing. So, you know, once upon a time, Carl, if I wanted to know what you were up to, like, I could text you like what you're doing. But now I could just look yeah. at your stories on Instagram and it was like, okay, he just finished the gym and now he's having like his third meal of the, of the day. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad to post all those stuff that you do, you know? And like, I feel like social media, it brings like, it brings you to like a greater audience of critics. Like you need to like mm. be accountable to a bunch of people who don't even have relationships to you or to a bunch of people who might not even care about you. So you feel that pressure to be accountable to them to show them that you're doing something with your life, to show them that you're on the grind, to show them that you're working hard. But at the end of the day, it's like you're living your life just for others. And another thing what social media does, it's given a lot of people platforms. And, and, and like we know, unfortunately, not everybody has like the best thing to say on their, on their platforms. So it's given voices to people that could be like dangerous voices to youth and to our generation. And that's why you see like on Twitter and these apps, you need to like censor and ban certain people from their accounts just because of the information that's out there and i think also it's a generation where so much innovation information is out that's why i believe like this generation is the they call it the woke generation like mm -hmm. we know so much and we know everything but i'm sure you guys all heard the expression like too much curiosity killed a cat you know so For like sure. just knowing all that could be an overload especially and also, if you're getting exposed to stuff before that, before the time where you're supposed to be exposed to them, that could have effect on you too, because we do believe in like the regular developmental stages of like humans and people. So that is something interesting to to look at also when it comes to social media. I I would keep going for hours for this conversation, but I think I think it's good that we wrap it up early and bring you guys back if you guys are willing to come back, of course. And to have this, this conversation, because I, I do feel um, within the Depth Podcast, we don't have, I don't think we ever had the, the segment about talking about the, the benefits and the negative effects of technology um, within, within your, your work. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here with the Depth Podcast with our two guests. And just like for every guest, is there anything that you guys would like to share for the people listening? our listener any yeah, last words right now, any plugins and anything anything go ahead i would just say i think right now uh what would be in my heart is yeah there's a lot going on we can always focus on the negatives like whether it's you don't know if you're gonna have a prom this year for whoever's sec five or whatever is happening you know wow. there's always so much good in life you know if you're healthy or family just like taking time to think and i know it's like said so many times but for real just counting your blessings every day really makes the difference of, I don't know, having that extra lift up of your spirit and saying, okay, you know, I'm good, life's not that bad, or trying to, like, re-put your eyes on, the, you know, like, what's good, and um, it's important, so I would just encourage everyone, anyone who's listening to just think about all the good that's happening despite uh, the tough times. Beautiful message. I love it, 100%. Drop the mic, like, I think we can close it to that. Oh, man. That's not fun going after that. No, but, like, I'm going to piggyback on, like, what she said. So, basically, like, 
no, just look at the positive, like put things into perspective. Um, look at the positive. I know we talked a bit about social media. We're going to be back on that, like use it with moderation. Just be um, aware of how you feel and what emotions or what reactions triggers you when you're on it. Like pay attention to that because that does have effect on you physically as well. And mentally, cases are going low, so I'm really happy with that. So that's some positivity. As a term of COVID here in Quebec and Montreal, we're hoping that it continues to go down. Um, vaccine is being released to the population bit by bit. Hopefully, we could have a good summer. No, thank you so much, Carl, for having us on the Dev Podcast. It was a great session. Yeah. I can't wait to come back and tackle that social media topic. We have a lot to share about it. And no, we hope I hope whoever's listening to this video that you guys enjoyed it and you guys were able to get something out of it. And this is Rakeem, a.k.a. Splash, and thank you. I'm out. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful segment. Again, thank, thank you both for coming on the Dev Podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll be bringing you guys very, very soon. Uh, we'll, you guys will be back very soon. Peace out. That's it for me. Thanks, Carl. Hope to be back soon. For thank sure. You. Thank Talk you, everybody. Soon. Take care.